0: Some questions are worth some deep thought, like how many snowflakes are in a snowball? Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. Several late Februaries back, I met up with a sweet elderly friend of mine shuffling determined towards the scruffy edge of a parking lot. We were parked there for a meeting with several other folks in the nearby building, but this man had other more important business to attend to first. In his right hand, he held a pair of garden shears, and I realized he was walking towards a shrub that was quite away off the parking lot in a muddy ditch. He called me over, pointed with the shears at the nearby shrub, and asked me if I would be willing to cut him a twiggy bouquet of pussy willow so that he could bring it home to his wife. I obliged and carefully selected a bunch of the straightest, most beautiful twigs I could find. I announced my satisfaction with the bunch of branches and asked for his approval, though the look in his eyes betrayed his satisfaction. I turned around to climb back out of the ditch when he called down to me in his frail voice to make sure I took time to cut a bunch for my partner as well. And so I did. Late February is, after all, the perfect time for collecting a twiggy bouquet, putting it in a vase of water indoors and watching spring unfurl and fast-forward. Tree and shrub buds are truly incredible things. In the late summer and through the fall, while our eyes may be transfixed by the phenomenal shades of reds, orange, and yellows that make that time of year iconic in New England, there is an equally magical display happening in miniature. Among countless chemical processes, the plants respond to the decreased daylight in the fall by flooding their tissues with abscisic acid, which turns off new growth, encourages leaves to fall, and hardens off their softer tissues, like buds, to prepare them for the severe conditions of winter. While each tree or shrub has its own strategy for keeping its buds viable through the winter, I find those of the balsam poplar, or balm of gilead, to be one of the most astonishing. The buds of this tree are completely packed with a salve-like, greasy substance, which is enclosed inside a tight parcel of scales. This combination staves off the bulk of a winter's cold, dry winds to prevent the delicate tissues inside from drying out or being damaged by the cold. So much of this greasy substance is inside the buds that all it takes is simply squeezing a balm of Gilead bud between your thumb and forefinger to harvest a dollop of the fragrant orange substance. Shielded from winter's worst, the tree now just needs time. It was no coincidence that it was late February when my friend asked me to collect this bouquet for him. Had I performed the same task for him in November, just after leaf drop, and he were to give the twiggy gift to his wife, she would have been disappointed by how little the twigs would do once brought inside. Depending on the species, trees and shrubs need a certain amount of chill time before the plant will respond to warmer temperatures by swelling and opening their buds. Often, this is something on the order of a month or two at mildly cold temperatures. Having sat out for the winter, most of our trees and shrubs should be ready to bust buds when the temperature becomes warm. So, this weekend, you could head outside and collect your own stick bouquet to get a preview of spring by the vaseful during these winter days. Pussy willow is, of course, one of the most preferred species for this due to their large, showy buds, but most woody species will work. I personally like to pick a stick bouquet with as much diversity of species as possible. Willow, alder, apple, hawthorn, dogwood, and maple, to name a few. With such a diverse face, you will be treated to a lovely display as each species opens in its own time. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.